Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another exciting episode. We are very happy to be back. As always, I am joined by good friend and great co-host, Joe. Say hello, hello Joe. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. For another exciting, scintillating, riveting episode. Lots you of coming. love saying scintillating. I love saying scintillating. Um, great. Joe's right, we have a lot of great stuff for you guys today. Uh, before we start, I want to give a quick thank you to you, Joe. Not only do you do a great job every week on the podcast, but you did an exceptionally great job last week with the Joker. Um, and we had a lot of our listeners also said that as well. I re-listened to it a couple times. Cool. Um, so it was really good stuff. So thank yeah. you, Joe. I, I ho- I'm hoping I can catch that movie again before it goes out of theaters, but yep. who knows. Um, and also, some of you guys have been asking about film reviews. We've kind of shied away from that for a little while. We have seen... Some films I've seen, a little bit more films than Joe has, mm-hmm. um, but that will return next week. So we'll have a section of film reviews next week uh, as right. well. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have the Terminator in there as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but we will, I promise you we will get back to that next week. A whole slew of movies coming out in November. Got a lot sure. of stuff happening. Um, two fan questions this week. We're going to start sure. with the easy one first mm, just to kind of get through it. Yes. Um, any thoughts or recommendations on any new fall TV shows? Shows, excuse me. This is going to be more geared towards me. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of the new shows, but I have been a big fan so far of Batwoman on the CW. Okay. I really, really enjoy it. Um, it's uh, it, it it's a really nice addition to the Arrowverse um, on the CW. It's very, very different than a lot of the other shows. It doesn't necessarily try to be in the same world. Um, I know Crisis on Infinite Earths, the big crossover event, is happening in December, so it's happening soon. I'm excited for it as a fan. I don't know how Batwoman fits into that story or if she's even going to be a part of it. Um, I don't know. Um, Ruby Rose is great as Kate Kane. Um, it's only four episodes in or something like that, but it really does follow... The, the introduction of the character of the comics, right? Kate Kane is Bruce Wayne's cousin, and sure. she comes back um, to Gotham after being gone for a while. Um, and Bruce Wayne is gone, which also means Batman is gone. No one really knows why. Um, and so she, of course, kind of takes up the mantle mm-hmm. of the Bat. And, she, of course, she a lot of people think she's Batman, has come back. But then, of course, they realize she's a woman. That's how she gets the moniker Batwoman. Um, it's a fun show. A lot of the, the CW shows are, are good quality shows, but I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, Batwoman so far. Cool. I think Ruby Rose is great in it. Um, and the other show is Watchmen. <laughs> on you H- watched it? I have watched it. Have you watched Watchmen? It's <sighs> an awful joke. Um, it's only two episodes in. It's very, very different than the novel. It's very, very different than the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a very dark undertone to it. Um, it's very much kind of Westworldy type West, of show. Okay. Okay. Um, it's you know it's from Damon Lindelof, who's done stuff like Lost and Fringe and The Leftovers and things like that. So it very much comes from that um, style of writing and style of storytelling. Um, I'm very much hooked into it. Uh, I didn't know this before. It's only going to be a limited series. Mm-hmm. There's only going to be nine episodes apparently, and they're going to okay. basically tell the kind of the one-off story. Um, 
So yeah, that's all that I have. Joe, you look very excited about something. I am. We're gonna I get got, to that in a second. Yeah, there we go. So that's all I have. I don't. I don't um, have any TV shows. Sorry. That's okay. That's all I have for that. But those are my two recommendations: um, Batwoman on the CW okay. and um, Watchmen on HBO. I think you can't go wrong um, either way. So yeah, um, this has been kind of bubbling up over the last couple weeks. Um, we've had some it's been brewing. Yeah. Um, Martin Scorsese made some comments and then Francis Ford Coppola made some comments that kind of piggybacked on that. Bob Iger had a response. Joe, is there something you want to play or do you want to get into kind of the more details about it first? No, I'll, I'll, I'll play it later. It doesn't make sense. Okay. Now. I got it. I didn't know. I have a, I have a, I have a small quote mm-hmm. scene queued up and I want to play it for the listeners because it will be very applicable. Great. Um, so Scorsese came out. We're not going to read these quotes yeah, in full. Yeah, they're pretty long. Um, but Scorsese is out doing press for the Irishman, mm-hmm. um, and he's been been asked these questions. Um, and the first quote he made was really kind of like a really – basically the, the key phrase – two key phrases, one of them, that's not cinema. Um, and the other – one of the other kind of ones, um, it's it, – it, it basically kind of demeans it to a certain extent and it talks, it doesn't appear in this one, but it, it, it kind of compares it to theme parks to a certain extent. Um, he's, as you can imagine, he got a lot of flack for it. He got a lot of pushback about it. So he kind of amended his quote. He was kind of asked a quote later on. So the second quote is kind of later on. Um, and then he talks about the studio and how the studio's job is to make money and how he understands it. Um, but then he also said, hey, the studio's job shouldn't also be to make money. It should be about promoting art. It should be about promoting certain ideas and independent films and not just people in capes and, you know, superhero outfits, basically. Um, not just for temple films. Oh, here we go. Uh, the temple films, the big comic book films, they're theme park movies. Um, it's a different cinema. It's a different art form. Um He's based, He basically said he doesn't have anything against superhero films, but he's hoping that cinemas do not um, simply show those films only. Um, he's hoping that, that cinemas show a more broader appeal. Um, otherwise, he says, and otherwise in two to three years, if it's not being done, uh, it changes the experience, the experience about it. Um, Francis Ford Coppola was not as nice in his comments. Francis Ford Coppola... Um, uh, Scorsese became a little more uh, political in the end. For, for, for Coppola does not have a movie to promote. doesn't really care. He just kind of spoke with kind of what he thought. Um, he says, when Martin Scorsese says that Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right because we expect to learn something from cinema. Uh, the films we've all watched. Uh, but when Francis uses the words, these those films are despicable. I'd reserve the words. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong quote. Yeah, what are you? I was looking. I got. I got. uh, There's a lot of words on this paper. Um, I don't know. I know. I don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie and over and over again. Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. He didn't say it's despicable, which which I just say it is. Um, Obviously, a lot of people have a lot of feels about this. I have a lot of feels about this as well, and I'll, I'll certainly express my opinion. We're still holding on. We're still holding on. Okay, I didn't. Wait, I, wait, wait, wait. We my didn't. Turn. We wait didn't. Uh, we didn't coordinate this, so no. I we're on the fly here. Yep. Uh, Bob Iger had a response. Yep. 
who of course is CEO of the Walt Disney Company owns not owns but um, is in charge of all everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he first he kind of goes into the I very much respect Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, um, but then he makes a point or his point is I'd reserve the word despicable for someone who had committed mass murder. I don't get what they're criticizing us for when we're making films that people are obviously enjoying going to, and they're doing so by the millions. I'm puzzled by it. If they want to bitch about movies, it's certainly their right. Uh, it seems so disrespectful to all the people who work on these films who are working just as hard as the people who are working on their films and putting their creative souls on the line just like they are. Um, that's basically the gist of the quote. So those are very two kind of opposite sides of the spectrums. Again, Scorsese pulled back when he realized... Maybe he, he, I think he does believe what he said in the beginning, but he's pulling back one because he has a movie to promote. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't want the narrative of the press tour to be about Marvel movies and his quotes. Um, now, are you ready, Joe? All right. Do you have an opinion, Joe? Tell I me do what have you an got. Opinion. Uh, first, I want to preface this by saying that, uh, you know. This, this quote, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to play from a beloved actor of mine, uh, one of my favorite movies. It very much applies to this situation. So here you go. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. In all its glory. I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things forever. And why do you... <laughs> You've changed things forever. So tell me so, what you mean by that. So Jim. that quote right there, spoken by the late Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight... Um, he's talking to Batman, but I think it directly correlates to this. A lot of build up there to this, to this so-called fight, this so-called discussion. Um, it's something I think very applies to this, to this uh, topic. Um, anyone who has listened to the last couple weeks, uh, especially last week, I, I gave numerous reasons why I'm not all high and mighty on Marvel films. However, I am not blind. Um, I'm not naive to think that they're going anywhere. I'm not naive to think that people aren't interested in those types of stories and that people are very much in love with those characters. And and like Bob Iger said, they're coming out in millions to see these movies. However, um, I do agree with Martin Scorsese's quote um, in that things have changed in cinema, whether it was going to happen eventually or whether it was all of a sudden in the last decade, um, things have changed significantly in cinema. In my opinion, we've had this discussion a couple of times, quite a few times, a handful of times. Um, a lot of these independent films and he's, he mentions, I mean, he doesn't mention any specifics. He just mentions a good filmmaker comes from Italy or France comes in. The film has to be a franchise or they won't do it anymore. I completely agree with that. Um, we're in an era of reboots, remakes, and Marvel movies and franchise movies. There's, there's, I would say, I don't want to say there's very little creativity, but there's very original, there's very, there's not much original ideas being thrown out. And I read an interesting article that popped up on the internet about how, it's usually more expensive and a lot more risky to do original idea movies of, of any kind or TV shows. Sure. 
people know what they're getting. It very much referenced the Lion King and how even though the Lion King may not have been the most critically acclaimed movie or whatever or win win best picture awards, people it's know people people know what they're getting when they go see it. Yeah. They know that they like it, they want to see it again, they want to take their kids to see it again. Um so I mean this is more like, you know, uh a wider I, I, I take a wider lens and just look at Disney in general. Um, I I kind of I, I, I can see Bob Iger's point in that I wouldn't use the word disrespect or I wouldn't use the word despicable. That's uh-huh. kind of strong. Yeah. But I will say that I don't necessarily have emotion you know, I've mentioned this before. I don't have emotional attachment to any of those characters. So I don't I don't get much um, when Martin Scorsese says it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being, I don't get that. Even though some people might from Marvel movies, I don't. And I and I mentioned this last week. I very much think it's appropriate that Disney now owns Marvel because I really do believe and this is a hot take. And I mentioned this last week that Marvel is Disney movies. Marvel Marvel is Disney comic book movies because. Um, but people like them. People love them. Mm-hmm. It's not just an isolated. This is worldwide. Um, so they're not going anywhere. But do I? Am I a little bit bombed out that some you know independent films like whatever you know? And like I said, the movies have changed. We mentioned. I mentioned this when Gemini came. When Gemini Man came out, which I still haven't seen. You don't see really science fiction movies come out anymore. You don't really see. So it's like it's just a different it's a different moment in time from for 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 movies. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Francis Ford Coppola was a little strong, and I find it kind of funny that that he's making comments when he doesn't have any. He's, I can't remember the last movie he made. Anyway, um, I don't have an answer for that. Anyway, um, other than uh, Apocalypse Now or whatever, I mean, he's made other movies since yeah. then. Um, I just mean. I can see where Martin Scorsese is coming from. He might. Im- I can see why he backpedaled. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. Bob Iger makes this quote: "Are you telling me that Ryan Coogler making Black Panther is doing this something is doing something that somehow that somehow or another is less than anything Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola have ever done on their movies?" I might agree. I might disagree with that. Okay. Um, I mean, and I think that I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Like I got so much more out of the Joker film than I did from any of the Marvel films. And I know it's an entirely different film. I know you can't compare them, but that to me was, you know, I watched interviews with, with Joaquin Phoenix and stuff like that. To me, that was an amazing movie in all aspects um, kept me on my toes. I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, it was a, it was very much a real story in terms of there wasn't like, like you said, there weren't any capes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure you're going to side with Bob Iger on this and be, and, and probably maybe call Scorsese and Coppola cranky old white people who are un, unwilling to change. Um, 
But the way that paint me in a box before you I'm heard sorry, my I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Who's Martin Scorsese? Who's Francis Ford Coppola now in this scenario, Joe? That would be you. No, I'm just, you mentioned that before. You mentioned that when, when, when Steven Spielberg or when you, when we're talking about the Academy Awards and how they should have, they should at least vote for it for best picture and how these bunch of, bunch of. Okay. All right. Are you, are you done ahead, with your point? No, are you, you were, you were doing no, good. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Are done. you sure? Yes. I don't want to shortchange you on your time. You good? I wasn't being facetious. Are yes, you good? Yes, you are, but that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Your turn. Um. So, as someone who, again, my bias is certainly there, but I think anyone that knows me and knows my film-going history knows that I will go see independent films. I yes, will go do. see support films. Yes, I, yes, I'm a huge Marvel fan, um, but I will certainly seek out other types of film um, from not necessarily studio-driven films. Okay. Um, so I would agree. I would agree with you 100%. That's so. out there. So yeah. a couple of different – obviously, I, I, I fall more in the middle, but I'm all lean towards Iger. Um, the idea of Scorsese saying the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Um, no, that's not what cinema is. Um, there are countless films in the 60s, 70s, and 80s that – have nothing to do with that. Go to Star Wars. Star Wars was originally made made for kids, right? I mean, this, I you know, Spaceballs, right? It was I mean, that's not, you know, cinema can be made for various different reasons, different purposes. Maybe the okay. films Martin Scorsese makes. Okay, okay. Uh, that idea. Okay. Sure, you want to make that argument? That's great. Martin Scorsese makes certain films and certain genres predominantly amongst certain people, right? You talk about the Irishman. We talk about that's certainly a niche group that he's filmed a lot. Um, the idea of, you know, f- putting people in the margins, putting art in the margins, art is what you make it. Um, cinema's changing more so, I think, due to streaming. It's changed to Netflix. It's due to Amazon Prime. Um, if anything more and more people are being able to get work and do work because of these streaming services, because there's low risk to put a film on a streaming service or a TV show on a streaming service. People are able to get their art and consume it however they want, just because it's not in a thousand seat movie cinema doesn't mean it's not art. Most people are going to watch Martin Scorsese's next film on Netflix and part of that is because Netflix was one of the only people that was going to finance the film. Maybe he realizes that and he's making a commentary on that without flat out coming and say that. I don't know. Um, Francis Ford Coppola, I mean, that's just, there's a lot there saying it's despicable. Um, he doesn't, you know, it's going to be every film and every idea is going to be meaningful for different people. Right, everyone's gonna have their own shared experience. Joe was really affected by the Joker for various reasons, but there are a lot of people that weren't. There are a lot of people that didn't like it for their own experiences. It doesn't mean that Joe's opinion is any less valued or any less real. You wanna know why? Because Joe still feels that way. That doesn't take away from Joe's opinion. Um, If you want to, and I think Joe does a good job of this, if you want to critically analyze a film and have an opinion, that's fine. Like if you watch a Marvel film and you can not just give a 
poo-poo answer and say this is stupid, but actually give credence to your answer and say, hey, I didn't like it because this, this, and this, hey, maybe the film's not for you, and that's okay. Spoiler alert, you don't have to go see it if you don't want to go see it. Um, so, again, a lot of this stuff is is becoming your opinion. Um, I, I understand what Kugler is saying about you know, Black Panther. I mean, is Black Panther as significant as, you know, Godfather? I mean, I, in that, again, that's up to debate, right? But, I mean, a lot of it is, I don't know. I mean, it's... it's. Do you see now why I played that quote? Um, yes and no. Okay. I, um, I understand why you played it. I'm not sure you made the point. I made the point. Okay. Marvel's changed the game. I don't okay. I don't think it's not just Disney and Marvel that have done that. I guess okay. You could say that Disney you, and Marvel have predominantly. Done you this. could say that they've yes. They could say they've started it and they've enhanced it and they've taken it to the next level. Mm-hmm. But what is Warner Brothers putting out? They're putting out DC films. They're putting out Harry Potter films. They're building franchises. What is Universal doing? They're putting out Jurassic World films. They're putting out. Fast and Furious films. I mean, Paramount's... Because of Marvel. Okay, Par- how long has Paramount been making Terminator movies for? Like, Terminator movies have been cut. Yeah, but Terminator... You can't compare Terminator to Marvel, I'm sorry. Okay, can you compare Warner Brother? Can you compare DC to Marvel? Because DC's been making films a lot longer than Marvel yeah, has. Yeah, but they haven't been having as much of... They haven't changed the game. Okay, I would argue that some DC films have changed the game. But that's a different anyway. conversation regardless. Again, I well, think I fin- the point of, of where he's, it becomes of what you – what they deem as not art or not important, I'm going to 100% wholeheartedly disagree with. Um, because there are a lot of people, including myself, that find these characters, find these stories, find these films, find the basis of them really inspiring and really meaningful. For a lot of people, um, there was a, a video that went viral recently, um, and it ties back in. Um, it was at Disney California, and it was uh, a meet and greet of Captain Marvel, and it was this 13 year old girl who was crying. Um, she had met Captain Marvel. She was dressed up in the full Captain Marvel outfit, and she was crying. and And the the person that was playing Captain Marvel was like, "Why are you crying?" And she was like, "I, I you know, I never thought I'd see myself." You know, like she identified with that character so much, but she didn't, she hadn't seen that on screen. Like she didn't recognize that. And she started crying. Like, you can't tell me that that's not meaningful to someone, right? You can't, it's like a, it's like a man, it's like a grown adult going to Star Wars and being emotional about it. You can't say that that's not meaningful to that person. Of course it is. It's art to that person. That person cares about it. So when you're saying it's despicable or it's just for theme parks, it's not art, it's not meaningful, that's where I'm going to disagree with you. Um, you could say, hey, my film touches on different things and reaches on a, reaches art on a different platform, on a different level. Um, maybe my art does try to convey emotional, psychological, human emotions, and maybe Marvel films don't. Um, but that's basically saying like my painting is better than yours. And my painting's better than yours because mine's a Picasso and yours uh, is a Cezanne. Like, it's uh, someone's going to like the other one more than that one. Like, 
that's just someone's opinion. So that's all I have. Do you have anything else, Joe? Nope. I think we talked it to death. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. We agree to disagree. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying no, you're wrong. I'm not saying you're. Wrong. I'm not saying you're saying I'm wrong, and I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying we, we, you get. You certainly have a much stronger opinion on those types of films, and um, you are certainly allowed. Not that anyone else isn't allowed, but you see all sorts of movies. Um, so if there's anybody who has who has an opinion on and who's um, you know, like you said, you see independent films all the time. So it's not like you're just watching Marvel films and that's it. So I get it. It's okay. Fine. All right. Let us know what you guys think as well. Um, hopefully, hopefully we're good to move on at this point. Yeah. Um, this Some of this news, the box office report is going to make Joe happy. Um, it was a very close weekend, but Joker snuck back up to number one. Sweet. Um uh, not really much out though. Not not many new releases last week at all. Um, some films like The Lighthouse and such started to get wider releases. Oh yeah, The Lighthouse. Um, but Joker, um, with two thirds of its money coming from overseas, is now the worldwide number one rated film, R-rated film of all time. It's at eight hundred fifty million dollars. Um, that's a obviously a massive win for Warner Brothers and DC. Cool. Um, what also, what is significant about this is that none of this money includes China. Um, it appears that the Joker will not get a release in China. Um, Chinese film censorships have asked Warner brothers and DC to basically recut the film, um, and recensor the film and Todd Phillips and Bradley Cooper to his credit, who's a producer on the film came out and said, we're not touching the film. Um, so it's very highly unlikely Hmm. that the Joker will get any sort of release um, in China, which of course is a big, big box office market um, for superheroes. Um, however, domestically, again, still moving up the charts. Domestically, it's about two seventy-seven. Um, it's in seventh place right now. Domestically, R-rated films. Um, it's still about a hundred million dollars behind, like Passion of the Christ. Um, still trails both the Deadpool films, a couple other films like that. It's going to move up. Um, I don't think it's going to hit the first Deadpool film. I don't think it's going to hit either Deadpool film or The Passion of the Christ. Um, but again, to say you're worldwide number one, that's probably a better record to hold anyways. Um, on the opposite spectrum of that, Joe mentioned Gemini Man. Uh, Gemini Man is going to be pulled from theaters. Yeah. Uh, it's too big of a loss. They're predicting a 100 to $125 million loss for the film. Um, it just did not hit critically. It was very, very much panned. Um, Again, and again, the budget, a lot of that technology, the de-aging technology and all that stuff, the budget was just, it was a massive, massive budget. This kind of goes to Joe's point of how hard it is to make original films. Um, It had a budget of basically kind of like a superhero film um, without the brand recognition, without the name, and people just did not, did not care to see it. So too bad on that. Um, that's all I have for box office news. Next weekend will be a little bit more box office heavy, and we'll, of course, get to those November film preview in a little bit as well. Um, if you have not signed up for Disney Plus yet, no worries. There's a way you can sign up um, where you can get Disney Plus for free for a year. All you have to do is sign up for Verizon. Um, so that's coincides. The age of uh, companies conglomerating and... Pairing up with each other is upon us. 
Yep. Uh, AT&T has already announced that AT&T customers will, will, with HBO will be able to get HBO Max for free. This is not surprising considering AT&T owns all of Warner Brothers, which of course owns HBO, which will in turn own HBO Max. Um, this kind of falls in line like Netflix already has the T-Mobile deal, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so this is a good way to get a early subscriber base in terms of numbers. And then in theory, they add it, right? Like the with the iPhone or like you buy an iPhone, you get Apple TV and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Does this make sense, Joe, for these large um, tech companies, cell phone companies yeah. to – right? Of course. Like I said, they, you know, like how many – you got Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. And you'll go Apple, right? Too, if and you then, want to do it yeah, a separate way, that's, that's not a, that's not that's a, that's not a, not a, a cell phone server. server. So yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, right. in the age of uh, you know Sprint and T-Mobile, that one, that one, that's together now. You know, so it's it's we're in the age of mega corporations where corporations want to, you know, like they're trying to make as much money as they can get, and streaming is where it's at right now. It's the future. So, okay. Makes sense. Good, good. Um, yeah, I don't have Verizon, but I already signed up for Disney Plus. Um, yep. Only 12 days away, fo- or 13 days away, folks. Um, well, 14 days away. I don't know what I'm saying. 14 days away, folks, and I will be there. Um, very much enjoying myself. Um, uh, Last Jedi final trailer got released last Monday on Monday Night Football. Um, I'm sure they didn't pick it, but they probably could have picked a better monday night football game to go against they picked the patriots and the jets game um that game was over by the first quarter um so if i was espn i would have held the trailer till like the third quarter but apparently they dropped it after the first quarter it'd be interesting to see the numbers of kind of the viewership numbers throughout the game see how many people actually turned off after the trailer got dropped (laughs) um regardless the trailer got dropped tickets went on sale you can get your tickets on sale now at your various sites um, Joe, We're all probably not going to get an opening night ticket at this point. Yeah, at least in the um, for the for the for the main theaters, you're not going to get a, a seat in like your IMAX or your Dolby's yeah. or things like that. Um, as it gets closer, I I think just like Endgame, um, theaters will open up more and more theaters, but they won't be the premium theaters. Yeah, as it were. Um, Joe, what did you think about the final trailer? And it didn't give me anything like, okay, it didn't give me any, it didn't make me more or less excited about this film. I was already excited about the film. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I don't really have any, Okay, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. I mean, I, I'm really anxious to see what's going to happen and how this is going to wrap up and I don't know. I'd be more anxious to hear your, to hear your thoughts. Um, it's um, it, the trailer plays itself close to the vest. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily give a lot away, which I think is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to kind of shroud it in secrecy, uh, but they do very much hint, kind of several times with the voiceovers, especially like this is the end, this is the end. Like there's the C three PO line where he's like, you know, um, Finn or Poe looks at him, he's like, "What are you looking at?" And he's like, oh, "I'm looking at my friends." One last time, right? And it's, you know, and it says one last time, then it gives a shot of Leia hugging Rey, and it's like, it's very much is kind of promoting this idea of like, hey, 
all those films that you loved, Empire Strikes Back, everything, all those characters, all this this grand Skywalker they're gonna saga. They're going to die. They're going to die. So the story's going to end somehow, some way. Right? It's This is it. Um, Until they revisit it 20 years from now. Right. I mean, who knows? Right. But they're, they're very much promoting and talking about the film like, this is it. There's yep. yeah. There's obviously going to be more Star Wars, but this is the last kind of in this story, right? Like I'm I'm very much excited to see the resolution of what's going to happen with Ray, um, the relationship with Ray and um, help me out here, Kylo Ren. I'm sorry, Ray and Kylo Ren. Right? They seem to have some sort of connection. We don't know what that is. Right? She's on the. Um, She's on the kind of cruiser that's in the water, and then mm-hmm. then Kylo Ren walks kind of through the mist, and he has the lightsaber and lights up, and it's like she she makes the line of like no one knows me, and then he walks through the mist, and he's like I do, like that's you know that's that's good stuff. That's what a trailer should do to kind of get you going. Um, Joe, do you have your ticket yet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we got it that day. I, I know I was trying to engage you buddy okay, yeah no i'm i'm looking forward to it going at 9 45 at yep, night on a work day yeah that's okay the next day is half a day and it's literally like the day before break, uh, so and any fun. and you know it's it's one of those films kind of like Endgame. if you don't go on that first day or so yep. you might get spoiled for you and i better stay off social media the whole week yeah you may you learn that lesson mm-hmm. um this is the time of the month where we do movie recommendations it's the end of the month um joe you always do amazing recommendations i got a doozy for you mac is it halloween related no, absolutely not that's okay i didn't ask you i didn't ask it to be would you like me to go I first did, i did watch would you like you to go just the other day and i gotta tell you that movie is awful Okay. Absolutely awful. It was so much fun as a kid. I loved that movie. I mean, it's part of a nostalgic now, kid thing. Watching it now is like, this is terrible. Okay. It's like a lot of, I'm sure it's like a lot of movies you watched as a kid. True. Like Mighty True. Ducks and things like that. Like a lot of I haven't stuff. watched Mighty Ducks in a long time. Right. Probably don't if you want to keep <laughs> your, if you want to keep your non, you know. My, my horse blinders on. Right. Because it's, <laughs> it's how you view things as yeah, a kid are yeah, very yeah. different. But if you can watch Hocus Pocus through the eyes of an adult, knowing that it's a nostalgic thing, yeah. you might get something out of it. Yeah. But if you're looking at it from a film critique perspective, yeah, it's, it's not a great bad. movie. But I'll still watch it on Halloween. Yeah, go, I still like it. Go, I'll, 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 are you, you want me to go first? Or you um, I have first? two, so I can give one. You can give yours. Okay. Or, you give one, and I'll give one, and then you'll give another one. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't choose it like this, but the week just kind of came out like this. Um, one, because I saw it today, uh, the 80th anniversary... <laughs> Uh, 80 years ago, The Wizard of Oz came out. I saw it today. There's no place like home. Um, yeah, it's one of those films that, again, it doesn't matter how how long it's been since I viewed it. Like, whenever the music starts, you're kind of in that spot, and you you understand it. You know where it is. Um, it's, it's, it's just good. It's just it's heartwarming. It, it stands up. Um, you know the characters. You love the characters. Um, it's... It's just good. Um, having seen Wicked, you know, recently, more recently, it kind of got wanted me to kind of rewatch it. Um, I recently saw the the film Judy, starring uh, Renee Zellweger, um, which of course is a, kind of a biopic of Judy Garland's life, which kind of you know illuminated some stuff into that. But I mean, it's it's a fun story. It's obviously based on the book uh, by L. Frank Baum. Um, you know, tells the story of Dorothy Gale. I, I don't need I don't need to retell you guys the story of The Wizard of Oz. Um, but yeah, as Joe mentioned, she's always looking for home and 
you know, in her mind, she's looking to maybe not escape Kansas, but she's looking for, for something that's not there. And when she goes away and she's in this beautiful technicolor world with these places where lions can talk and there's munchkins and there's, you know, this amazing place kind of around her. It's kind of like she's going to the big cities to a certain extent. Like at, at the end, there's no place like home for her. And she just wants to be home with her Annie M and her uncle and the people that work there and her dog. And it's, you know, it's touching. Right. So, uh, Wizard of Oz, 80th anniversary. Um, it's widely considered one of the greatest films of all time. Um, that's in part due to its longevity. Most films that are 80 years old, you don't really know about. Um, but that's one of the true films that's been around for 80 years and, and people still enjoy it, still watch it on a regular basis. So Wizard of Oz. Cool. Um, I went in an entirely different direction. Um, I, uh, like I said, I got a doozy for you since, since you gave me, uh, since you you gave me the business for choosing Patch Adams last year. I gave you the business. You did give me the business. I picked a better one this time. Um, and I was surprised. I didn't remember who directed the film, but the director of the film has had a pretty good career. Um, he's done some other films. He did The Social Network. He's done Seven. And I'm talking about David Fincher, buddy. Okay. And he did 1999, a cult classic. Cult classic. With Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, Helena Bonham Carter, and... I knew he and, and, that movie. And who am I missing? I don't know. Who you Meatloaf, buddy. Meatloaf is in the movie. Oh, okay. Fight Club. Yeah, I knew. I His knew. name is Robert Paulson. I knew David Fincher directed Fight Club. I didn't Club. know that. I didn't know it was David Fincher. But uh, yeah, Meatloaf is in that film. Meatloaf is in the next film that I'm going to talk about. So great. Uh, well, tell, really? tell me about Fight Club. What do you like it's about just, Fight Club, it's Joe? It's just great. Um, one of those, you know, commentaries on the uh, white pick, the American dream kind of a satire movie um it was just it was just an interesting film um i i haven't watched it recently but i remember seeing it for the first time like wow this is a very interesting movie did you see it in 1999 probably you probably saw it later right i saw it probably the following year i didn't see it when okay. i was when i was when it first came out no I but i do have the book too so you were like 15 when it came out yeah yeah because yeah. you were the same yeah, age yeah. i saw it in high school yeah um fascinating movie it just talks like i said it's, it's a commentary about the uh, american dream very much in the same um you mentioned we mentioned the movie before uh american beauty okay it i think it's parallels there are very similar parallels between that and fight club um obviously two vastly different types of stories but okay. i think the message is the same in terms of that are you okay? Maybe not American Beauty. No, maybe, I, maybe not American I, I, Beauty. That I was see, a stretch. That I was see a stretch. where you're going. I see where you're going. I see okay. where you're going. It's more of like you know, are you are 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 we as people um, more than our material goods? I think that was the message that I got out of the film. Right, and and it delves into the the site, you know, the psyche of why why are they starting the fight club anyways? Right, like yeah. what's the purpose? Yeah, right. Is the purpose fame? Is the purpose notoriety? The purpose is to feel alive. Yeah. These people live these jobs that are ho-hum jobs that don't feel anything. 
even guys that are married that have relationships that don't matter to them. They don't enjoy their families. They don't enjoy their kids. Like, yep. even if they get the crap beat out of themselves, like, at least they feel something, right? And I think that is kind of, okay. I think that's what you're going on. Yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. the American dream of, of the individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's where it kind of, yeah. It, the story really pops. Don't don't spoil the film for anyone that hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, oh, you that, should see it. Gosh, you should see it. So don't spoil the ending. Oh for gosh, there's a nice little twist there. Hopefully, people have seen it because it's yeah, it's Edward Norton is and Brad Pitt at their finest. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> pretty good. What's your um? So David Fincher, would you David Fincher, would you rank him? Would you rank that? You'd rank that above. Social Network or Benjamin Button or oh Benjamin Button for sure. Benjamin Button's all the way up there. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I'm saying it's way better than Benjamin Button. Oh, Fight Club's better than yeah, Benjamin Button. Not even close. Better than Social Network. That's tough because he also did Seven. Better than is, Gone Girl. I wasn't a huge fan of. Oh, Gone you weren't Girl. a fan of Gone Girl, and no. you read the books, so I don't know how much you liked Gone Girl. And I'm not a big Ben Affleck. I like Gone I Girl. Never, I never have been. I have yeah. some of his films, but I'm just not. He's good in small doses, in my opinion. And I, 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 he wasn't a, I didn't, I didn't believe him. Okay. It wasn't a believable character for me. Okay. But David Fincher, yeah, Social Network, amazing movie too. But I didn't want to go with that. I wanted to go with because you had mentioned that before. That's one of my favorite films, The Fight Club. Check it out. That's a number one rule about Fight Club. Don't talk about. Don't talk about Fight Club. Great. Uh, that's a great choice. It Joe. is a great that's choice. That's a great choice. I had to redeem myself. Uh, 1999, so that's a 20-year anniversary 20 this year. anniversary, yeah. Um, so that's a great, that's a great pull anyways, cult Joe. Classic. That's a great job. Um, there, are, there are cult screenings mm-hmm. of Fight Club randomly. Um, speaking of cult screenings, um, kind of curious, and a Halloween film, um, I, picked, in it? Yeah, I picked Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Meatloaf is in it. He is? Uh, it is. It's... it's uh, it's somewhat of a Halloween story, not really though necessarily. It gets a lot more play during Halloween. Um, but when I say this is a cult classic, this is a cult classic. Um, it plays multiple times a week, a night, all across the country. Midnight screenings all over. Um, still hugely, hugely popular. Um, it was um, originally released in 1975. Um, this is after a very successful London stage show. It went to Los Angeles as a stage that was very successful. Um, and then the film and the original Broadway version actually kind of bombed. American audiences didn't really kind of understand what it was. Um, but as kind of the years have gone by, the cult status of the film has only gotten larger and larger. Um, people go to these midnight screenings and they dress up. Mm. They interact. They um, There are certain cues and lines throughout the film where they can... You know, they throw rice at the screen. They throw, you know, someone says the line about making, let's make a toast to someone. Like everyone in the audience like pulls out actual literal toast. Um, you know, it's just a fun, it's an, it's a different type of film. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's just kind of off brand, off humor. Um, it's about a, the main character is a transvestite. Um, and in 1975, that was really pushing the envelope in terms of what mainstream that was. Um, and it can, you know, did a lot with kind of the secular outside the fringes of society, which is why it didn't hit on the mainstream, but it certainly hit with a lot of um, audience members. Um, and that's kind of how it's kind of 
stayed the course and continued to be relevant to this day. Um, it's a great stage show as well. Um, it's it's just an interesting film. It's a fun film. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. So if you're looking for something different to watch this Halloween, besides your Hocus Pocus um, or your things like that, um, maybe maybe turn on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So that's what I have. Uh, ready to move on, Joe? Yep, let's do it. Um, November film preview. We've got a lot of films coming out in November. Yep. Um, but I should preface this. I should have prefaced this in October. Some of these films are being released on these days. But they are. That doesn't mean they're being wide released on these days, right? For example, in October, I mentioned Jojo Rabbit and The Lighthouse and things like that. Those were very limited releases, and they're kind of getting wider releases. I'll try and denote that um, on here, but not all of these films will be available wherever you're listening on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, this film certainly will be eleven one this weekend. Terminator: Dark Fate. Joe, are you ready to see Arnold? come back for the fifth time i'm not and linda hamilton coming back i'm not pumped but i'm interested i'll see it so i'm not pumped they have said um that this play this film will basically retcon everything after t2 and this will be a direct sequel to terminator 2 so that gets rid of your terminator genesis and your salvation and your t3 and your sarah connor chronicles now we're still 50-50 ish. Well, I'm gonna see James it. James Cameron's back as a producer. He makes your favorite film of all time, Titanic. My favorite film of all time. I don't know. That was a That's stretch. putting me in a box now. I'm uh, not really. I was trying to get you there. Uh, next, I'm interested. Film. I'm interested in it. Are you gonna see it? Yeah, but okay. I, 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 I want you to show some emotion here, Jeff. Some of these films I'm interested in, and I'm not super excited for, but I'll check them out. There's a lot of films coming out, and this is when in November and December is when I finally is when my AMC stubs finally pays for itself, is November and December. Because before, you're only seeing two films a month. Before, I'm seeing two films a month. It's still paying for itself in that sense. (laughs) Yeah. But But there's not really any films that strike my fancy tone. Now it's it's really going to get going. There's a lot of them here that look good. All right, next one. 11-1, same weekend. This is going to be somewhat of a limited, but somewhat of a wide release. Um, Motherless Brooklyn. It is from writer-director Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. It's also got Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. in it. Um, tell me what about it intrigues you. Just something Just different? Just his acting. Um, okay. He's, like, you know, I mentioned Fight Club. Yeah, well, that's a good pull. Yeah. He, uh, you know, and then there was the other movie. I can't remember what the name of the movie was where he plays that cripple. No, that's Kevin Spacey. Never mind. Oh, you're talking about Usual Suspects? Yeah, Usual Suspects. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I've seen Red War Norton in a bunch of films. I've, I've, I generally like him as an actor. Um, you know, haven't seen much of him recently. Um, right. I can't, I can't remember the last movie I saw that he was in. Um, off but, the top of my head, yeah. I can't. He, it looks, yeah. looks, he looks really, really good. Like, he looks like he's really, like, diving into the character and... I don't know much about it other than it, he plays some kind of guy with a stutter or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it's um, trailer doesn't give us much. Um, Alec Baldwin's character is some sort of I don't want to say mafia character, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's some sort of boss to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, you know, he works for him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or he works for the, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll but yeah, I mean, it looks like it could be something I would, I would give a chance yeah. to. It yeah. looks original. It looks like, yeah. I, I don't know what the film is. So, exactly. um, and again, we're getting towards award season. It, mm-hmm. These type of films are going to be coming out more and more. The next film almost looks to certainly be in the awards conversation. Uh, it's gotten stellar, stellar reviews. Uh, 11 won the Irishman. So 11 won is when it will be playing in certain films. It will not be dropping on Netflix until 11 27 Thanksgiving. So if you do go out and see it in theaters, you will see it exclusively before it drops on Netflix. Um, I don't know where it's going to be playing locally in San Jose. Yeah. So I may just Maybe wait until it may be playing at three below. Um, but I may just wait until Netflix for it to come out. It's a three and a half hour film. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Honestly, it, it looks three and a half good. hours. It looks really good, but that is so long. All right, but basically treat it as like three TV oh. episodes. Treat it as three Game of Thrones episodes. Oh, that's so long. It could be so good though. We'll see. What if it stays at like a ninety-eight percent and it like wins the Oscar? That's not. That's not. That's not the be all end all. I don't. Okay. What if it wins the Oscar? Well, then I'll watch it. But I mean, it's still a long. It's a long investment. Three and a half hours. That's crazy. That's so long. So, I could never see that in the theater. I'd be like having to go to the restroom like five times. I have to. Okay, that's a different conversation. Anyway, um, all right, eleven next, one. Eleven one. Uh, Harriet. I saw the trailer. It looks it looks interesting, but to be honest, some of these movies they look they look good. Some of these movies on this list, because but there's there's literally I don't think I'm gonna I I think it's I don't think it's gonna get much attention. There's another one that comes out later on in the month that looks a little bit more interesting. But Harriet, mm. okay, it does. There's many other movies, so it has to to garner something else for you to yeah. seek it. At that, it point. looks good because it, there's can, other stuff coming. Yeah, out, and right? there's one at the end of the month that looks. That You've looks, already talked about Terminator yeah. and Brooklyn just that'll in that be, weekend that'll be the alone, two I see that and that will be yeah. probably your max. I got you. Uh, Eleven six. What about you? Um, Come on. I mean, it looks interesting. Um, yeah, I'll, if I can squeeze it in, it looks like I'll see it. I like Cynthia Erivo. Yeah, um, she, she plays really Harriet. She was in the film that Joe didn't like at all, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, she was in there? She was the singer. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, but yeah. she's um, – and she was um, – She, movie. I've actually seen her on stage in New York. She's a, she, I think she's a great cool. actress. Yeah, she looks really um, good. So she, she, looks really good um, she looks to be kind of someone that's – up and coming. Making a star turn, right? She's mm-hmm. she's been mostly known for her stage work, and now she's just cool. kind of getting a break in the film. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Eleven six. This will be exclusively on Netflix. Uh, Marriage Story. We talked about it last week. Noah Baumbach, uh, Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Um, this looks to be a war contender. Um, Joe, any interest on seeing Marriage Story? You looked. You seemed positive after seeing the trailer. Yeah, but I don't know why you're changing your tune now. I don't know what, what came out recently. It's not going to be in. It's not going to be in theaters. Right? Wouldn't that make it easier for you to see it if it's just on Netflix? Not really. How would it not make it easier if you did not see, see it on Netflix? Because that means I gotta. Oh, never mind. Because you have to log into your account. No, it's not that. It's what? First of all, you're not going to a movie theater, so I. Yeah, I can see it whenever I want, but it's like if I don't have like an a, like a scheduled date to see a movie, there's no reason like it's gonna be harder for me to actually to just do it to just do it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, fair enough. 
Eleven eight from Warner Brothers. I know you're excited about that. This. Continues to pop out these horror films from Stephen King. Oh, oh no, no Doctor Sleep. Joe, I haven't read the book, but I'm excited that they're keep pumping them out. Um, but you're not going to see it. It looks terrifying. It doesn't look as terrifying as it too, but I'm sure it'll have plenty of creepy and scary stuff. Um, glad to see that uh, Ewan McGregor's getting some, you know, getting some more work. That was an interesting. There was an interesting take on a different, a totally different side note. I don't know if you saw this past week or whatever, where he was talking about how he had had basically had to lie about the Obi Wan Kenobi for like four years like out or something years. like that. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, it's totally it different. Totally different side note. Um, I mean, it's not going to get any awards or anything like that, but I hope that people go see it. I mean, it might be good counter programming because that's really the absolutely. only really kind of horror film that's coming out that yeah, month yeah. so it might get some play that month I, I think it's gonna get swallowed up though, it might honestly uh the next film looks to be a little more of a kind of more holiday kind of date type of film uh last christmas starring the queen of dragons herself Amelia Clark. daenerys targaryen amelia clark joe any interest in seeing last christmas probably not, not you really. like the trailer bud it looks cute but no not really. You see, you went on this November thing, and then you only picked like two movies so far. What do you mean? There's, there's plenty <laughs> so more. This, far, this is such so, a fat list. There's like 24 movies on this list. So I keep track of this list for my own personal use, also, so that way I can tell Joe when I'm going to the movies. And it looks like Joe's not going to go to the movies a lot this month. What are you so we'll see about? what happens. This is eleven eight. This is one week. This is week number two. Eleven eight. Honey boy. No. You'll see it. Of I course you'll I see will. It. You're going to love it. I, it looks incredibly interesting. Um, it basically, we talked about this before, but Shia LaBeouf is kind of making a comeback, playing kind of the role of his father. Who, well, he wrote the film Lucas Hedges. I think is a really wonderful up-and-coming young actor. Um, it looks very interesting. Um, you know, So yeah, it did great at Sundance um, earlier this year. That's where Amazon picked it up at. Paid a premium price for it as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about seeing Honey Boy. I, I, it's gonna have some sort of theatrical. Just do release. it. Yes, that's <laughs> great. Great call. <laughs> you like that? That was you uh, like that, buddy? I don't know where. Um, eleven fifteen. I don't know why that. Date, Absolutely not. That date sounds so just positive for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know you're why. Funny. You're funny. Um, 11, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. Eleven fifteen. Charlie's Angels. Nope. Nope. Not a chance. You couldn't pay me enough to see this movie. I mean, I'm sure I could. Okay, fair enough. But your point's well taken, Joe. <laughs> um, 11-15, Ford versus Ferrari. Absolutely. Tell me what about Tell it's me what about this. Star power, interesting story. It's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. Christian Bale, Matt Damon. I mean, I don't know. What else do you have to say? It's you cars. saw it right there. It's cars. It's about cars. cars. Fast cars. You're not really a NASCAR or like a race car no, guy, though, are you? but it's... Just, I guess it's not NASCAR. It's no, someone it's else, Le Mans. Formula One. Formula One, yeah. So, eleven fifteen, same weekend, The Good Liar. I saw the trailer. It looks quasi-interesting. Helen Mirren, Ian Helen McKellen. Mirren, yeah, Ian McKellen. Good cast, but I don't know. It, it didn't really speak to me that much. Like, what, some... Didn't pop? No, I don't think it popped. Okay. Me, but that's just me. I don't know. What do you think about it? Um, Would you see it? 
Yeah, I, it looks good. Uh, Bill Condon is the director. He's done some some good work. He's he's done uh, Dreamgirls. Um, he did the live action Beauty and the Beast. Not that I'm saying that's the one you want to base it off of, but um, it, it looks interesting. Um, you know, if I have some free time and, and a free movie ticket, and it has somewhat good reviews, which again, if the film is being dropped in this time, I'm going to assume. It's yeah, not good we, reviews. You can't really make that. You can't well. assume, but again, if it's you know, there's because Joe, there's so much competition coming out that a studio doesn't want to drop a bad film in this month. It's just going to swallow it up. Um, we'll see. Eleven uh, fifteen, same weekend. Um, another Amazon original film, The Report. We talked about this last week a little bit. Yeah. Adam Driver Adam back Driver. in the saddle. Yep. Still a maybe here. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Who else is in it? I can't remember. Uh, Annette Benning. Okay. All right. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it looks like an interesting film based on the based on the uh, events of nine eleven, post nine eleven. Okay. Eleven twenty two, the Friday before Thanksgiving, uh, Frozen two. Joe has yet to see Frozen 1. Yep, probably won't see this one. He is the only person in America that has not seen Frozen. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, 11.22, I would, before we had this conversation, before I would have sworn Joe would have been interested, uh, but he was very lukewarm on the trailer. Uh, and that's the next film on 11.22, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Hasn't hasn't changed, hasn't turned around for you? Still very much a... Not really? I mean... I would have thought Tom Hanks would have sold you along. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably check it out with you. Um, there's not really... I don't want to twist your arm, buddy. You're, you twisted my arm to see Hobbs and Shaw. That's, no, I didn't twist your yes, arm to see Hobbs did. and Shaw. You yes, were you literally did. laying there doing nothing. And I was I said, sleeping. And you came and said, you want to go to the movies? I said, what are you going to see? And he goes, Hobbs and Shaw. And then... And I was like, all right. Oh, sure. that sounds like I really twisted your arm. Yeah, there. you... Okay, so Beautiful in the Day in the Neighborhood, you're... I'll Maybe. See I'll see it. I'll see it. Uh, 11.22, uh, Black Panther himself, 21 Bridges. We'll see. We'll see? I don't know. It, it looks it looks kind of good, but I don't know. I don't... It might be It might be kind of bad. Who knows? What makes you think well, it might okay. be... I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Sorry, sorry. No, no, Let I'm me, not saying you're I wrong. Forgot, I I'm forgot. Just, there, was, there was something else I, I noticed about... Yeah, it's by the Russo brothers. Uh-huh. So I don't... I'm They're just s- producing it. They're not directing it. I know, but I, I don't oh, know. because the Russo brothers are involved, you automatically assumed it was bad. No, oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. Where I'm going is they've done like a lot of Marvel movies, and you know how I feel about those. So okay, I don't know. But for the record, he is not playing Black Panther in the film. Thank you. T'Challa will not make it appearance. Thank you. Eleven twenty-two. Another film starring a Marvel actor. This looks like more of my speed. Uh, Dark Waters. Yeah. You're going to say yes to this? Oh, yeah. You were lukewarm on the trailer, but now you're saying I'll yes. I'll see a beautiful day in the neighborhood in Dark Waters that week. It's a big week for you, bud. Um, now we are getting to the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, again, so Thanksgiving, as many, of you, as, many as you know, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas, two of the more popular times to see a film. So films um, will be released the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so that way they get play the entire 
Thanksgiving holiday, which includes Thanksgiving Day. Uh, three films coming out, only two new ones in theaters. A lot of the big ones are the week before. 1127, this is a big one. 1127, Knives Out. Yep. Yep. We've talked about it enough. I'm going to go into it again. Uh, kind of surprising, or not surprising, I think it's appropriate it comes out around Thanksgiving because people have their knives out, you know, carving up the turkey. Yeah. I don't know if you're going with turkey or to, like, stab families people in the back. People have their or... knives out to carve the turkey, buddy. It's knives out. I didn't know if you were going for... Anyway, Ryan Johnson, it's got a packed cast. It looks kind of like a Clue-type movie. Um, sign me okay. up. Sign it's me great. up. Great. Let's do it. It's got, um, it's got packed cast. 11.27. This is the movie that looks... Uh, Queen and Slim. This this one looks a little bit... This one I'm more interested to see um, than some of the other films. Okay. It just looks like an interesting film. Like, it takes, like, an interesting turn. It's... It just... Mm-hmm. It, 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 it interests me. Has a very kind of relevant topic to today's mm, society. I guess. Okay. Um... But yeah, it looks looks good. Has Daniel Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah, it has is it has, in it? it has the guy from Get Out. Yeah, and um, then it has uh, I forget the other the actress's name, but I don't know the actress's like name. Oh, it's like oh, it's like a new. It's a newer person. Yeah. I don't know. But it looks like it's it just looks like an interesting movie. Like they they're just like hanging out and they go on a date and they get pulled over and the cop gets they shot. They shoot the cop and, and then they are on the run. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks... Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see that one. Okay. Uh, next is another Netflix, Netflix film, 1127, starring Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins himself, uh, The Two Popes. Any interest? This means you have to eventually put it on your queue and watch it, though, so... Yeah, I mean, I probably won't see it, but it looks like it might be an award contender. I'll let you know how it is. If I tell you it's good, um, you can put it on your queue. It's based off of, I guess, true... It's inspired by true events, and I don't even remember what the event was, to be honest. I don't know. Is that something to do with Pope Francis and Pope Benedict? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, I know that I have it on my <clears throat> queue. Looks interesting. Um, it's got Anthony Hopkins and the up. guy from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I forget his name. He plays the Pope. It's not John Malkovich? No. It's Jeffrey Rush? No. Bill Skarsgård? No, he was he was a minor role. He played like the guy, the Englishman. Okay. I don't he remember. Was the, he was Kieran he was dad. Oh, uh, Jonathan Price. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonathan played, Price is in Game of Thrones. You haven't seen him yet. Um, he plays the other uh, the Pope. Yeah. I don't know why I went to John Malkovich for some reason. Um, that's all. Thank you, Joe. Yep. Um, so you, movies come Joe's out. got about, Joe's got about seven or so. Yeah, I'm looking good. Um, we'll let you know. Mac will see all these. I don't know about every single one. At least every, not every single one during the month of November, but maybe every single one in my lifetime, probably. Um, there's that. All right. Moving on to theme parks. We're going to blow right through this theme park stuff. Um, a new attraction could be coming to Universal Studios' Islands of Adventure in Hollywood. A new roller coaster in the Jurassic World section could be called the Velocicoaster. Kind of clever or no? Not really. Oh, I thought you'd be... I'm anxious to ride the new uh, Jurassic World ride, though, eventually. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Bourne Stuntacular is coming to Universal Studios' Florida, opening in spring 2020. 
This replaces the Terminator stage show that was canceled uh, a little while ago. We talked about that before. Um, they finally officially announced it as the Born Stuntacular coming to Universal Studios Florida. Um, Universal's Epic Universe theme park that we talked about this before, how they're opening a third theme park in Orlando, Florida. Um to be called Epic Universe that will open in 2023. So from launch date to opening date, it's about four years or so, which, you know, all the construction and all that stuff, it, it just kind of makes sense that that's kind of how long it would take. Um, but there's that. Some very, very cool news for me or for any Star Wars fan or any fan of Star Tours. Star Tours is going to add a Kef Burr scene which is a new location that will be seen for the first time in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker on, de- on December 20th, which, of course, is the same exact day that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker will be released. Uh, Star Tours has done this several times before throughout its release. They've incorporated uh, the films into the ride, um, which I think is very, very cool. They've added the characters. Again, we talked about this before. BB-8, mm-hmm. Finn, Poe, mm-hmm. um, Ray is even now part of Star Tours. Um, so I think it's very, very cool that they're continuing that mm-hmm. type of tradition as the ride kind of always evolves with yeah. it as well. Um, so that's very, very cool. So on December 20th, um, if you're lucky enough to be in Disneyland or Disney World, at that point it will open in both locations. Um, maybe you will be lucky enough to attend the island uh, of Kefber, or the planet of Kefber, I guess, is, <laughs> is what it is on an island. Um, Joe and I will visit it the night before in cinema <laughs> fashion. Um, last but not least, we're going to do a Disney attraction history, something you guys very much like before. We, we've done a lot of these now, um, and it's hard to keep track of which ones we've done, which one we haven't. So going forward, I'm going to try and kind of narrow down which ones we have. Uh, one, one of Joe's favorite rides yep. that we have not done before that I know for a fact is... The Matterhorn bobsled, so I'm going to let Joe handle this one. Um, this this was, an, it's a very, very old ride. It opened in June 14th, 1959. Um, it's had a lot of refurbishments, and they've updated a lot of things. Um, the only Matterhorn ride is actually at Disneyland in Anaheim. There are no other... Um, iterations or versions around the world is the only one in Disneyland, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it was the first known tubular, like tubular track. Okay. So you know it's a round, it's a round steel track. Yeah. Um, it was the first of its kind. Um, it's kind of a rough ride. Uh, it's based off of the Alps in Switzerland on the border of Switzerland and Italy. Um, if, if you, when, when you ride, uh, soaring around the world, you go to the Matterhorn so you can see where it was. Um, it doesn't go very fast. It goes about 27 miles per hour. Um, I vividly remember riding this when I was younger and not only that, but I remember when they used to have the cable cars going through, it was called the Skyway Skyway. Um, that was cool because you could actually see inside the track. You could see the abominable snowman. You could see, you know, you actually go through the mountain. They've since took those down. They took those down like 94 or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's gone through a lot of refurbishments. Um, they updated the queue. They updated the coasters. Um, and what's interesting is that they have two different tracks 
Um, one of them in Tomorrowland, one of them in, uh, I can't remember where the other one is. It's in Fantasyland, right? Fantasyland, yeah. And uh, there are two different lengths. It's it's small. Yeah. But one ride is like 20 seconds longer. Um, kind of a little bit of a rough ride. Like I said, it's a bit, a bit, bit on the older side. It's a bit bumpy. Yeah, it's a bit bumpy, bit bit jerky, but it's fun. Um, it's always kind of scary when you're going up the mountain and you see this big giant abominable snowman pop out at you, you know, as you're riding, as you're going around. The Yeti. Um, the Yeti, yeah. Yeah, the Yeti. Um, yeah, it's a cool ride. And I'm, 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 I, I, I didn't know they didn't have another, or the versions of it around the world. So it's kind of cool that they have it. Yeah. They have it just in Disney. It is, it is the only one. There are rides, like a Disney World has, um, I don't know what the ride is, um, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's different. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not in the form of like the tube that kind of Joe's talking mm-hmm. about. Um, mm-hmm. it's like the great expedition or something like that. Mm. Um, and it, it does have a Yeti in it, but oh, it's, okay. but it's fully outdoors. It's fully different, but the mountain looks the same, but it's a completely different ride though. Yeah. Um, so Joe's right. Yeah. Um, right. did you have, did you make the note about the basketball court? No. So they're in, in the ride. Um, yeah, this is very, very cool. You should check this out. Um, Imagineers, um, on one of the levels in the Matterhorn, one of the top levels, they, they built a basketball court. And apparently that's where people can still to this day take a break and play basketball inside the Matterhorn bobsled. I don't Interesting. Know. Look I've it up for yourself. I've never heard of that. Um, the ride I chose, uh, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. Film is or the ride is based on the 2001 beloved Pixar film. Uh, it is in Disney California Adventure in Hollywoodland. Uh, it actually replaced a ride called Superstar Limo. I never wrote it, uh, which was an opening day attraction in Disney California Adventure until 2001. Uh, in January 23rd, 2000, January 23rd, 2006, Mike and Sally uh, opened. Uh, it basically follows the story of Mike, Sully, and Boo, of course, who is the child. Um, it's very, very cool. The first part is the queue, which is basically you're in a bus stop, yeah, bus station funny. in it's Monstropolis, mm-hmm. and then or a taxi station, kind of whatever you want to call it. Then you get in your taxi cab, Monstropolis, mm-hmm. and you go through. It's a dark ride. It's a slow ride. It's not. Um, it's not fast at all. It's not not anything that little kids can go on it. Mm-hmm. as well um again it's it's funny it, it has all of the all the original actors john goodman billy crystal they all reprised their roles for the ride cool. um they all did it um uh, who's the other actor that i'm forgetting um it'll come to me steve in a buscemi. random thank you thank you steve buscemi um reprised his role as well for the ride um if he if you like the film you're gonna get more out of the ride obviously but I, even so, uh, my parents come on it. Joe goes on it. I think it's still a fun little ride to go mm-hmm. on. Again, the detail, the animatronics, mm-hmm. um, the level of detail within the ride. Especially all the doors. Um, That's yeah. kind of cool. It really does tell kind of the full story of the film to a certain extent um, where, you know, there's a child loose in Monstropolis and it got stuck with Mike and Sully um, when everyone thinks that if you touch a child, it's going to be bad for the city or you're going to be infected and all this stuff and the original premise is um, the power from Monstropolis comes from scaring a child, and Mike is the or Sully is the best scare in Monstropolis. But um, 
you know, a child went home with him and they tried to get the kid back and all this stuff. And they realized the child's good and all this stuff. And it kind of has a happy ending at the end. So there's that. That's all I have. Uh, it's been a good show. It's been a long show. We've got some good stuff. Um, next week, we will be back with some more recommendations. We'll be back with some more theme park stuff. Um, and we'll be back with more of your guys' questions as well. As well. See some movies too. As some reviews for you guys. Um, that is all I have to say. So I'm going to say, as always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. And I'll leave it to you, Joe, to say yep. goodbye. Good night, everyone.